did you like that activity? That's a yes or a no question. What did you like about that activity? Is an open-ended question. There are a lot of different types of questions that are out there that can be used in an asynchronous, meaning that's just something that's going to be done alone on the computer, or a synchronous that could be live streaming via video, or it could be a webinar, which is happening same time. Uh, or it could be classroom-based. Open-ended um, is a great way to ask questions and have a good debrief on a topic. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and this is all about common types of questions that you can use, and we want you to use a variety. So here are the different types of questions. True-false, you know about true-false. The great thing about that is yes or no. The not-so-great part about that is it's a 50-50 chance that they're guessing. So if you're going to use true or false, I recommend using a couple in a row so that you're able to just assess the situation. Is this the first step? Yes. Is this the third step? No. You know, where it's a sequential order or something like that, it's a step-by-step -step procedure, and that's making it a little more difficult instead of just that guessing. Now, pick one. You know this as your matching exercise. Really use this anytime you want to identify one correct answer, one thing that's right about the following. To kick it up a notch and make it more difficult, you could ask to pick multiple. Pick all that apply. Make sure in these that you are not adding in things like uh, none of the above or all of the above because that's not valuable. We want them to critically think. Give four answers, and if you're really struggling with that final answer, make one just really funny. It'll relax the brain and make it not so stressed out. That's what we really want to do is pick multiple. Fill in the blanks are wonderful. We use it all the time in the classroom. We also use it online, but in the classroom, what we're looking at is they're filling in the blanks at, with peers or by themselves, and they're talking about examples. I, I love it when they fill in their blanks, but then they talk about what does that look like in their world and how will they use it back on the job. On the other hand, online, people have to fill it in, but if they misspell it, it becomes wrong. So that's, that's the one challenge of using that fill in the blank. Matching list. That's where on one side you have the term, the other is a definition, something like that. The really good thing about matching list is that you're able to give all of the options at once for them to review and read, and they can use deductive reasoning in order to get the answer. Matching games in the classroom, I put them on cards, the term on one, the definition on the other. They work as teams. They're talking out loud. It's high energy in the room, so it's a great exercise. Uh, you can also do this online just with a drag and drop uh, game of some sort. Sequencing, that's putting it in the right order. I love using Raptivity. Raptivity is an amazing product. I don't get paid anything to say that. They, they just do such a great job with it. So I would highly recommend checking out www.raptivity.com. It's also in the show notes below, but they're going to give you tons of opportunities to create all sorts of Q&A type questions for the asynchronous platform. But in blended learning, when you have people that are going to do a bunch online by themselves, but then they're going to come into the classroom, it's a really great way to do an exercise that's different from just test, 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 test. So I love the sequencing part of that. You could have people create a composition that's not really a Q&A, but it's more of like a short work or a story of some sort. So consider if you have the time to actually grade that as well as you would like to before using it. 
So those are just a few different examples of Q&A that you can use in both the classroom and online, just needing to modify slightly how you do them. We use products like Turning Point Clicker Technology in our PowerPoint to ask polling questions in the classroom. And again, online, um, if I'm at a webinar, I'm going to use the polling system that's built into Blackboard Collaborate. That's what we use. But if you're using any of the other major types of platforms for webinars, they're going to have a polling product for you to use. So those are some things to consider. Use a variety. Be fun with it. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and this is another creative training tip for you.